0: That. What are some things that are permissible while you're fasting? Using kohan, permissible while you're fasting. Eye drops, permissible while you're fasting. They don't get in, right? Um, lotions and stuff on your skin, permissible while you're fasting. Even though they, they penetrate, right? They're not getting to the inner cavity. Um, using toothbrush, using siwak, using, it's fine. Some, some of the schools said you shouldn't do it after the water. There's a difference of opinion on it. It's okay. Uh, taking a shower bathing stuff like that injections fine while you're fasting it's a very common question insulin someone has insulin injections is it great their fast so on it's going in through the skin it's not going in through an entry point into the cavity right it's going through the muscle through the skin um, uh, Uh, One of them that came up last year was, what about the the COVID test that goes like super high in your nose? (laughs) Doesn't break your fast It Doesn't break your fast. But uh, it does not. Does not. Uh, Fasting the whole day doesn't break your fast. Is it bad? Yeah, it's bad to do. It's not good to do. I mean, sorry, sleeping. Sleeping the the whole day. Sleep the whole day. Sleep the whole day It's not good to do. Does it break your fast? It doesn't break your fast. Uh, swallowing something that you can't avoid doesn't break your fast. Someone had their hand up. Yeah. I get a lot of blood withdrawals, so do those break your fast? No. But many of the scholars said that uh, one should be attentive. Some people, when they have blood uh, taken out, where it comes up in the old books is a question of hijama, cupping. Right? Can you get cupping while fasting? So... What they say is that if you have a lot of blood withdrawn, it can cause you to weaken. Which is obviously gonna have a negative impact on your fast. Does that break your fast? No. But some of the scholars said that it's disliked if it's going to weaken you, it's disliked to do it while you're fasting. If you can avoid it. If you can't avoid it, you can't avoid it. But it doesn't break your fast. Because again, what is the rule? Nothing is when you have blood withdrawn, is anything entering the body from one of the openings going into cavity? No. Essentially, something has to enter the body through a cavity, go into the opening. Or enter through an opening, go to the cavity. Or you have intimate relations. These are two ways that fasting broken. So, uh, a big question that comes up is on inhalers. Inhalers would break your fast. There's a modern fatwa that doesn't say that. I don't know what their foundation is, but you know. As far as I know, in the four madhabs, it breaks your fast. Yes, either of you. What's the difference between what? A woman's cycle. Like nothing's entering, it's just oh. leaving. So why does she? Like, mm-hmm. She can't pass her enough. Well, I mean, this issue is basically an issue with some context. So. It's known through consensus of the Sahaba and through the practice of the early Muslims that women don't fast on their period. So it's it's a different evidence, it's a different issue. Is there a similarity there? I can see like there's a there's a similarity there. You can you can kind of think about like okay, well then why would it be this way? Why would it be that way, and so on. But uh, sometimes there's similarities, but there's also independent evidences. So in this case, there's independent evidence on and there's independent evidence on a woman fasting while on her cycle, um, so it will be separate. Some of these things are, uh, Is I think it's important, especially on some of the women's issues that, that get kind of thorny in our environment, is that a lot of things we can, Kind of like think about wisdoms, we can guess certain things, but some things we know, like this is a rule of worship, sort of. Is, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, I won't say what I was going to say. Yeah. Yes? I do IV, vitamin IV every month. It's not breaking. It? No. Vitamin uh, IV doesn't break your fence, actually, interestingly. Even though there's a level of nourishment in it. But it hasn't entered the cavity, like your digestive cavity. And then they give me that vitamin D for shock. Is that fine too? Or they give me shock for vitamin D. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Someone else had something? We got into question and answer early. Go ahead. It's um, fine. For the inhalers, what happens if you get like an asthma attack? And like then you're in the middle of a fasting. I can't control those. Then you take the inhaler and. Like so you make it a plate oh. yeah. And if you and if you and if it's such a case that pretty much like the person ends up having to do that every day, and they're not going to be able, like as far as they understand and their experience and their practice, they're probably not going to be able to fast because of that. Then they just can't fast. They uh, they would pay fifty and like same so thing. But it has substance. It has substance to it. The same argument can be made for smoking. You're taking an air, but that air has substance to it. Even they say, for example, when you burn like uh, incense or bukhur in your house and stuff, and you're fasting, you have to be careful. There's a difference between what's the smoke. When you can physically see the smoke, you cannot inhale this. But when it diffuses into the air, it's different. even some of the scholars said this about steam and showers. <laughs> but don't go overboard. Um, to to scented candles. Usually you can't see it, right? Scented candles. You can smell it, but you can't physically. You can't see like a substance to it, right? Uh, so it's probably okay. Again, you know, we should pay attention enough. But not too much. So don't want to get too much. Does kissing break your fast? No. But kissing breaks your fast if you swallow something. It's very, very blunt. Because some people read this and they're like, oh, then you can kiss. I'm like, no, if you're kissing in a way that you're swallowing the other person's saliva, forgive me, then that would break your fast. But if you're kissing like someone's cheek, you're kissing whatever, you get the point. Um... So, uh, it's okay, we already covered that, we already covered that. Uh, See, they put it here This breathing in something that you're, you're not sure If it's going to reach your internal cavity or not Because it has that This is dislike to do Okay, one point because I think she's gonna be here soon. Uh, red light yeah. next to Masjid. One minute Alright, uh, they say that fasting has three levels. Books of spirituality always say fasting has three levels. Generally they use this three-level breakdown. There's what the Awam do, there's what the Khawas do, and there's what the Khawas and Khawas do. The regular person, the elect, and the elect of the elect. What does the regular person do? The regular person just doesn't eat, doesn't drink, doesn't have relations. That's their fast. Next level person does. They don't eat, they don't drink, they don't do this. And all of their senses, they refrain with their senses from anything that they're not supposed to do. So like if you look at something that you're not supposed to look at while you're fasting, does it break your fast? No. Are you Should you be doing that when you're fasting? No. So this is the second level. Speech. You pay attention to your speech. The prophet said the person who doesn't leave lying and false speech when they're fasting, then uh, Allah didn't have a need for them to leave their food and drink, okay? So like, yeah, we should clean up our speech, we should clean up everything that's happening with our limbs, I'm saying this quick now, but. But does that mean that it's invalidated It invalidates the reward, but doesn't invalidate the actual holding of the fast. Uh, and this is also an important distinction because when something becomes res- uh, responsibility upon us, it's like a debt in our account. That's one level of it. And the second level of it is the reward we get. Okay, So I could fast and not do anything that breaks my fast and it fills my debt, but do a whole bunch of things that make it so I get no reward from it. So this comes up in like the question of the hadith about how if a person drinks alcohol then their, fast, their prayer is not accepted for 40 days. So then someone will be like, well, I'm not going to pray at all then. You still pray, it fills up your responsibility. You just get no reward for it. Forty days, there's no reward. It just takes care of your there's no punishment. There's no sin. There's just no reward. It fills up your thing. Alhamdulillah. Um So like the ears, for example, shouldn't listen to things they shouldn't be listening to, gossip and backbiting and all of these kind of things. The eyes shouldn't be looking at things they shouldn't be looking at. The hand shouldn't be doing things, the tongue shouldn't be doing things, the foot, so on and so forth. Third level, elective the elect is, they fast from everything other than Allah. Yeah, wrap your head around that one. They fast around from everything other than Allah. Anything that distracts them from Allah, it's out. This doesn't mean they're not doing anything, by the way. They're living their life. But their whole life is completely connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They say about the person of tremendous spirituality like this, they're ka'in ba'in. Ka'in ba'in. They're present and absent at the same time. And they're completely present in everything they're doing. They fulfill all of their responsibilities. And with all of that, they're completely not present because they're with Allah. This is the third level of fasting. <laughs> Everything's gone. Yeah. It's pretty amazing to like just think of it. Um, they're like I wish I could do that For three minutes SubhanAllah Okay I didn't paste this very well I'm just going to mention These things And that's it What are Acts of worship That are extra recommended In the month of Ramadan Number one To study the Quran Study the Quran Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Sayyidina Jibril studied the Quran With the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Every Ramadan Number two is to pray tarawih. Pray tarawih. Uh, Come to the masjid and pray, pray whatever they pray, obviously. Three out of the four madhabs, their opinion is you pray 20 or One of the madhams, they say you pray 20 or you pray 36. Okay. Part of this is what is a tarweeha? Tarweeha is a break. Take a break in tarwih after how many rakah? Four. Four. If you only pray eight raka'ah, did you take multiple breaks? Tarwih. You didn't take multiple breaks. I took one break. <laughs> so you know, it's not. I'm not like throwing shade at the masjid or anything like that. Pray eight raka'ah. Pray twenty raka'ah. It's not like such a big deal. But the practice of the, the Muslims from very early on was 20. Uh, but again, it's not like this isn't a make or break issue. It's not a problem issue. There should be no problems around this. Pray 8, pray 20, it's fine. Uh, number three is feeding people who are fasting. Give them the food to break their fast. You get the reward of the person who's fasting if you give them food to break their fast. Right? Number four is to give charity. Number five is to make a'tikaf. Make is to come to the masjid and intend worship and not do anything else other than worship and you stay there for X amount of time maybe the last 10 nights maybe one night maybe two nights maybe two days three days four days whatever in the Hanafi school a woman can make a'tikath in the masjid of her home there's certain moment everyone thinks like every moment in fiqh is a moment of like all the men won. there are certain moments in fiqh you're like man I wish I was a woman in your home it's good to have a place that you pray in your home this is a place that you pray. If you have a place like that, that you pray in your home, and you're a woman, you can make atikaf in that place. Atikaf doesn't have to be three days, four days. It can be three hours. You can go sit in that place, make the intention, I'm making atikaf here for Allah, and I'm going to worship, and I'm going to do this and that, and you're fine. Women can do that. Men cannot. Men can only make atikaf in the masjid. Number six is that you pray in the night obviously extra recommended in, in Ramadan. Number seven is to make Umrah. Prophet ﷺ said to make Umrah in Ramadan. Making Umrah in Ramadan is like making Hajj. In terms of its reward. Doesn't fulfill your Hajj. In terms of its reward. And number eight is to do extra, as many extra good deeds as you possibly can. Do as many extra good deeds as you possibly can. Either Osanam على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم سبحانك اللهم the of the